Hello, everyone. You've tuned into another segment of That Girl, Jenna Kurosawa, for our Monday's Well-Beings. I hope at any point in time you're consuming this content that you're doing well. And as always, I apologize in advance if I waste your time. But we're currently going through prayer, faith, and healing, cure your body, heal your mind, and restore your soul. This is written by Kenneth Winston Kane and Brian Paul Kaufman, and we're going through five talking points today, different forms of prayer. So the first one is how Jesus prayed, prayer in the name of Jesus, prayer for our country and leaders, prayer with others, and prayers of petition. So this is a quick intro. Again, at any point in time you're consuming this, I hope you're doing well, and we'll be with you shortly to go through these five wonderful talking points. Okay, so let me go ahead and jump straight into the first segment, how Jesus prayed and prayer in the name of Jesus. So put those two first ones in the first segment. So how Jesus prayed. Um, in order for us to be more like him, it's important that we pray the same way that he did. And then within this book, the book, I pulled out different notes, which is available on uh, my website, yourpresentreality.com, as well as my blog, Jenna Kiriso, I Am Woman, Hear Me Not Roar and then my Facebook page. But if you just want to listen, I also have a podcast available, which is just audio and um, a couple of TikTok videos. They're three minutes long. But again, just going through the notes here on the YouTube um, stream. So it says, how Jesus prayed. To be more like him, we need to pray the same way. And um, he also prayed, he often prayed alone, undisturbed. And the verses Luke 5, 16 says, so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. So we've got lots of biblical support for how Jesus prayed and what he actually did. And then it says, continuing on, it, he prayed with others. He prayed for others. And that's the reference in Luke 22, 31. And one of the contributors said, relationship with God is personal, but it's not private. And he also prayed before meals. And that reference is in Luke 22, 19. He also prayed at night. He gave thanks to God. And gave him all the glory and that's matthew 11 25. so i'll go ahead and pull that one up and it says at that time jesus said i praise you father lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to children so just another example of him praying to the god father for us um he also prayed for himself which is in john 17 1 through 2. he prayed till the end and i'll pull up that one right here and that's found in Luke 23:46. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. So to the very, very end, even on the cross, when he was being crucified, he was still praying. So um, another very, very powerful quote, it says right here, this is from Richard T. Foster. Calling to God on our own would be like ants speaking to humans. Okay, we need an interpreter or go-between. And that's found in 1 Timothy 2.5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So more tips. It says, Jesus' prayer instructions for us. So we suggest that we pray daily. We pray that others would know him. We pray and prayer for your enemies. And I wanted to put this quote out here. It's so powerful and so moving. It's found on page 88 in this book right here. So this is written by a child that had passed away a note from one of the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. And it says, Oh Lord, remember not only the men and women of good, but also those of ill will. But do not only remember the suffering they have inflicted on us. Remember the fruits we bought, 
thanks to the suffering, our comradeship, our loyalty, our humility, the courage, the generosity, the greatness of heart, which has grown out of all of this. And when they come to judgment, let all the fruits that we have borne be their forgiveness. So this is, again, a note left by a child at Ravensbrück Nazi concentration camp. So God, Jesus, we ask us to pray for our enemies and also pray in his name. And a quote, it says, pray in full assurance of the great work Christ accomplished. And we're encouraged to pray with others found in Matthew 18, 19. And I'll read that one for more reference. And I'm not just making these up. These are beautiful scripture references. This book, there's so much more information. Again, what I'm providing here is just quick notes and overviews. But I would still highly encourage you to get a copy of this book and read it thoroughly. Because there's just so many, like, what do they call them? Golden nuggets. There's so much information in here. I'm just giving you some highlights. Again, okay, so it's in, we're in Matthew 18, 19. And it says, again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. So, again, Jesus is encouraging us to pray with others and then pray persistently. Pray and do not give up. Pray to overcome temptation. And also it says pray in secret. Keep it simple and be humble. So, continuing on to another major talking point right here. It was prayer in the name of Jesus. So, it's very important to actually say name Jesus. That reminds me of a story in the book of Acts. Um, this is not from the book, but I like to bring this reference up. There were some sons who were trying to exercise a demon, and they referenced Paul. They were trying to talk to this demon-possessed man, and they say, in the name of Jesus that Paul speaks of, and the demon-possessed man turns, okay, so Paul I've heard of, Jesus I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? And I love that because, again, not in the book. This is my own personal added note. They were kind of tentative. They didn't command the, 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 the demon be removed in the name of Jesus. They referred to in the name of Jesus that Paul talks about. So they weren't speaking with confidence. They were just like straight up like, uh, we don't really know. But Paul says this guy, Jesus, is powerful. You know, it says that you do have... <laughs> The, the power to speak in the name of Jesus, to, to invoke the name of Jesus, his name specifically. So many prayer faith backgrounds, they make the sign of the cross and they say in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And John 14, 12 through 14 um, brings up part of that too. So I will read that. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I shall do, Sorry, the works, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And this is, of course, in line with God's will. And um, There's going to be more parameters of how to pray and what to pray for. And, but for sure, you can definitely pray in the name of Jesus. And that, again, was John 14, 12 through 14. And there's a quote on page 92 for, so we all have the authority to use Jesus' name for the specific purposes outlined by Jesus in the book of Mark. In Mark 16, 17 through 18. So 
I'll go ahead and read that. If anyone needs more clarification on how and when to invoke the name of Jesus, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay on hands of the sick, and they shall recover. So these are some things that you should be praying in the name of Jesus for. And then it also says to... Um, Okay, the question is, when to use Jesus' name in prayers? Use this name anytime you wish to exercise our rights as believers. And this is by Dr. Tan. Okay, so just a couple little tidbits here. You can definitely pray at any point in time. Pray in the name of Jesus. He hears you. He wants you to. How did Jesus pray? He prayed for us. He prayed to God. He prayed till the very end. So lots of encouraging words here. But let me take a quick break here, and we will continue on to the next segment. So let me continue on to the third segment of today's talking points. I'm sorry, not the third, the second. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But this one's really important. It's prayer for our country and our leaders. So the question that the, the authors poise, how many of us actually ask God to daily protect and heal our country? Or do we pray for the people, our elected leaders and officials? So surprise, surprise for people. Many, many people may not have realized this, but it's actually an obligation we tend to make fun of our political leaders and satirical political jokes. But in the Bible, if we're going according to First um, Timothy 2, 1 through 2, I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. This is very, very important. Made for all men. Who specifically? For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all good godliness and honesty. So yes, we are obligated to pray for our leaders and our elected officials. So what you can do right now, um, join the crowd, they suggest there's already movements out there happening. Um, National Day of Prayer, it actually recently passed, I believe it was just past May, May 4th it was, I believe. But National Day of Prayer still happens, and then see at the polls is more for the youth, and that's coming up in September. Um, you can definitely add the elected officials to your prayer list, pick someone special, they say, and make your prayer very, very specific. And then another contributor quoted saying, um, leadership takes a lot of vision. And there's a, a reference they make to Jesus actually saying that, without vision, my people will perish. And a very important quote found on page 96, it says, I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for that day. And that's a quote from Abraham Lincoln, and they use that for the National Day of Prayer. So very, very, very powerful. And um, this is, again, not from the book, my own personal note that I'm adding here, but I know it's very, very tempting, myself included, to laugh and make fun of and poke, you know, Fun up the president or whoever else is out there currently doing some political stuff. This is a serious spiritual battle out there, and we are to submit to our governing authorities. And like we've read recently here, to pray for these individuals, whether or not they are in line or in tune with God's will. There's a lot of evil going on. The enemy's out there, very, very active. So it is very imperative that um, if we are going to call ourselves believers, followers of Christ, or any type of spiritual or um, theist-type mindset. If you're trying to get prayer and healing and community and a sense of oneness and all of that good stuff that we're supposed to do, you know, if you're into world peace and even the one world religion, 
one of those things that's very, very a key component to all of that is to praying for our leaders, uplifting them, respecting them, again, regardless if um, it doesn't make sense. The only thing that I guess a Christian would have to be um, reserved about if it's intentionally wanting you or requesting that you would sin against God. So very, very difficult um, position that Christians are going to find themselves in. But the thing that we can do for sure is to pray. And we are committed to that. We are encouraged to do that. It would be a good idea to do that. And definitely for our overall health and well-being and sense of community. So I won't spend too much more time emphasizing that point. I think the the book makes it very clear. The Bible makes it very clear. And um, it's just an overall good state of mind to be in, to realize that these are for whatever reason, these people are in their positions, and um, there's a lot more going on. So let us just humble ourselves and submit to the Lord, submit to governing authorities, and um, lift them up in our prayers. Very, very important. So let me continue on to the third segment of today's talking points. I'm sorry, not the third, the second. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But this one's really important. It's prayer for our country and our leaders. So the question that the, the authors poise, how many of us actually ask God to daily protect and heal our country? Or do we pray for the people, our elected leaders and officials? So surprise, surprise for people. Many, many people may not have realized this, but it's actually an obligation. We tend to make fun of our political leaders and satirical political jokes. But in the Bible, if we're going According to First um, Timothy 2, 1 through 2, I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. This is very, very important. Made for all men. Who specifically? For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all good godliness and honesty. So, Yes, we are obligated to pray for our leaders and our elected officials. So what you can do right now, um, join the crowd, they suggest. There's already movements out there happening. Um, National Day of Prayer, it actually recently passed. I believe it was just past May, May 4th it was, I believe. But National Day of Prayer still happens. And then see at the polls is more for the youth. And that's coming up in September. Um, you can definitely add the elected officials to your prayer list. Pick someone special, they say. And make your prayer very, very specific. And then another contributor quoted saying, um, leadership takes a lot of vision. And there's a, a reference they make to Jesus actually saying that, without vision, my people will perish. And a very important quote found on page 96, it says, I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for that day. And that's a quote from Abraham Lincoln, and they use that for the National Day of Prayer. So very, very, very powerful. And um, this is, again, not from the book, my own personal note that I'm adding here, but I know it's very, very tempting, myself included, to laugh and make fun of and poke, you know, fun at the president or whoever else is out there currently doing some political stuff. This is a serious spiritual battle out there, and we are to submit to our governing authorities, and like we've read recently here, to pray for these individuals, whether or not they are in line or in tune with God's will. There's a lot of evil going on. The enemy's out there very, very active. So it is very imperative that um, if we are going to call ourselves believers, followers of Christ, or any type of spiritual or um, 
theist type mindset if you're trying to get prayer and healing and community and a sense of oneness and all of that good stuff that we're supposed to do you know if you're into world peace and even the one world religion one of those things that's very very a key component to all of that is to praying for our leaders uplifting them respecting them again regardless if um it doesn't make sense the only thing that i guess a Christian would have to be um, reserved about if it's intentionally wanting you or requesting that you would sin against God. So very, very difficult um, position that Christians are going to find themselves in. But the thing that we can do for sure is to pray. And we are committed to that. We are encouraged to do that. It would be a good idea to do that. And definitely for our overall health and well-being and sense of community. So I won't spend too much more time emphasizing that point. I think the, the book makes it very clear the bible makes it very clear and um it's just an overall good state of mind to be in to realize that these are for whatever reason these people are in their positions and um there's a lot more going on so let us just humble ourselves and submit to the lord submit to governing authorities and um lift them up in our prayers very very important so with segment three it's prayers with others and prayers of petition i put the last two together so um how may we pray with others and the authors are giving me a list or giving us a list and says in agreement we can pray with others in a joyful praise we pray with for others or with others in unison even when we're separate just distance does not matter they've already done studies where prayer international or long distance will still have an effect um the prayer is kind of like i guess the the world's version of the internet like you don't need any physical connection it's, it's like prayers the cloud it's, it's just everywhere um, but you can use technology and with an audience you can pray aloud in a group you can pray in silence you can use a rosary you can use written prayers like the lord's prayer and recite that so a beautiful encouraging scripture verse is first thessalonians 5 11 and i will go ahead and quote that for you therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you were doing so definitely and therefore okay yeah i wrote that here too and then hebrews 10 24 i'll read that one for you as well in case you needed some more scripture backing up and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works so more encouragement praying with other people prayers with others which is something that i also need to work with so nurture a shared prayer life how can we do that um, they have the example from 1 Corinthians 14, 26. So I'll go ahead and read that for you. What then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. So there's lots of different ways, singing a song, a hymn, prayers. You can do intercessory prayer, laying on of hands, but praying with one another and encouraging one another okay so praying with others is a quote praying with others imparts a richness to prayer life that is otherwise and otherwise would lack and then this is from the next one's coming from harold g coning and he's an md and he's quoted saying numerous studies have found that there are health benefits gained from the sense of community that religious activities such as group prayer foster in those who regularly do them. And it's not just the prayer, 
that we need to focus on so much. It's who are we praying to? What are we praying for? Are you being specific? Do you Are you releasing the anger? Are we forgiving our enemies? Are we letting go of the past, releasing the tension, and emptying out our minds to allow for new positive thoughts? And when I say positive thoughts, they're constructive. They're things that are designed to help you fix problems, to think clearly, to seek the right help, to get the right information. You're not boggled down with distractions. All you can focus on is how do I get the right information, the right nutrition, the right sources in order to experience the healing that I'm hoping to gain. And through this process, you're getting closer to the Creator, Father God, Holy Spirit, the Son, Jesus, all of these, you know, as a Christian, if you believe in one God, He manifests Himself in three different ways. Other sp spiritual religious groups have different forms or ways of interpreting um, Father God, the Holy Spirit, or whatever their deity may consist of. But we still need to be in tune with that and making the active effort and choice. We talked about mindfulness meditation a couple of chapters ago in this book. It's all in here, is what I'm saying. Get a copy of it. it has such great information and why it's so important, why it actually works. And then if you continue with prayer of petition, so asking for is the most common type of prayer. Um, and we are we can ask God for things. There's nothing wrong with that, but not to make him a Mr. Fix-It. That's not his job, just to fix everything. And um, the, the authors share that it's not a sign of a mature relationship. God wants his children to enjoy his company, and not just Christmas Day. So when is it an appropriate time to ask? And their most reoccurring thing is when there is a legitimate need, um, and also to check your motives. And it's not wrong to ask for things that you like. I mean, you're, if you're a parent or you're in a position of authority and you've got people underneath you, you know the benefits of sharing and giving and making other people happy. This isn't a matter of like, oh, God only gives you things that you need, not things that you like or want. That's not true. But it's when you make it at a point to be like, God, I need this, and God, I want this, and I need this, when like without you actually you know, fulfilling all the other things that he's requested of you. So check your motives. So what? how can we figure out what it is? Are we really in tune and in line with God's will? It says in James 4, 3, you ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongfully to spend it on your passions. So how is it that like we cannot like be tempted to be focused so much on our, our selfish desires? So we know like, you know, sexual... Um, desires, temptations, covetousness, which is when you're eyeing something that you want, you envy someone, you have a longing or desire for someone else's stuff, you are constantly obsessed with material things, or um, resentment, anger, wrath, malice, an unforgiving heart, an unrepentant heart. These things right here are the selfish desires that aren't things that are that we shouldn't be, you know, wanting. We need to be releasing that. So let's find some support, though. Asking in Jesus' name, and then let's go to 1 John 5, 14 through 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So asking in his will, in line and in tune with what guilt, what God would, would have for us in our life. So if we have an unrepentant heart and we're not forgiving someone, we really cannot expect God to answer our prayers and say, oh, give me this or I need this. When like you 
you're harboring anger. There is a parable in the Bible where Jesus talks about a master who has a slave that has um, a huge debt and the slave begs and begs him for his forgiveness and say, give me more time to pay this off. And the master's like, okay, yeah, I do. Go ahead, take care of your stuff, right? So this one servant, he takes off and then he comes across someone that owes him money. And, and his friend is like begging him, like, dude, I need more time, give me a break. He's like, no, man, I want my money back. So he, you know, takes revenge and gets this guy put in jail. So the first master hears about what his servant did and he's just like, whoa, his second, like you owe me so much more money and I gave you a break and you couldn't give this other guy a break. It's kind of like God. He's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you going to come over here and ask me for all this stuff? And you can't even let go of your own issues. And you expect me just to give and give. Things like that. You got to get your heart checked and get, you know, convicted. There's some things out there we got to work on. I self-included. That's why I'm going through this book. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect. That's exactly why I'm sitting here doing these, these studies and these lessons with you. And kind of giving you a quick overview. But again, there's so much more information out there. I highly encourage you to get a copy of this book and read some more because I'm going to take a break coming up July 4th is going to be the last lesson that I'm going to go through here and then I'm going to transition to a different talking point a different subject matter for the summer so in that time frame you could possibly you know get a copy of the book so let me take a quick break here and we will pick up with our closing okay so let me just wrap this up again it's been our Monday well-beings with your host Jenna Carasoa and how Jesus prayed. So our five talking points today was how Jesus prayed, prayer in the name of Jesus, prayer for our country and leaders, the prayer with others, and the prayers of petition. And I will be going on to a new subject after July 4th. So prepare for that. We're going to take a break from this book and transition to do some other things, as well as um, continuing this coming week um, Wednesday we're doing our business tech talks and going through crucial conversations we'll be introducing chapter seven and then on Fridays for our social causes we'll be doing courses of habit sorry drugs in the making of the modern world and that's by David T Courtright cannot wait looking forward to sharing um, so much information and tidbit with you guys so like I always say, um, at any point in time you're consuming this content, I can genuinely only hope that you're doing well. I appreciate anyone who's tuned in and listening, any subscribers. Thank you so much for your support. And we will be working very soon to um, possibly recruit additional help and resources. I'm at the point now where um, I would love to continue making these videos, making these blogs and podcasts for you guys. But we will need more support here in the near future. So working on a campaign for that. But for now, I will leave you. And as always, God's peace. Thank you.